Good evening, my lovelies. How are you doing? It gives me such great pleasure to come your way again. Just in case you're wondering why my voice sounds different, it's because your girl is battling cold. But hey, it's not going to stop the vibe of the evening. So, in commemoration of our 61st independence, we're bringing you with this episode. You know, I wish I could be as excited like a citizen of an independent state would be. But honestly, guys, it's been tough. Hearing about the killings and borrowing more the Naira dollar exchange rate, ah, guys. <laughs> I really feel bad for Nigeria because of what we, the citizens, have turned it into. But has it always been like this? And will it always be like this? Well, let's find out more in today's episode. Give me a juice and I'll be right back. instigated our forefathers to think about independence. I'll tell you, they shared something in common, purpose. They were sick and tired of being treated like strangers in their own land. Moreover, our forefathers had traveled abroad, gotten required training, and saw how things worked. They were inspired to come back home and replicate same in their country. The land was rich in natural resources despite the fact that oil had not been discovered back then. So the sound of independence was greatly welcomed by all. And according to history, it all started well. Or so we thought. Upon independence, the country adopted the federal system of government, hence the creation of political parties, the Northern People's Congress, National Council of Nigeria and the Cameroons and the Action Group. These three political parties represented the three major tribes in the land of 371 tribes. So let's just say these parties were more or less tribal political parties and time proved it so. It did not take too long before agendas were unveiled unreservedly by our forefathers of independence. It was eventually clear that they had distrust for one another and that led to selfish protection of tribal interests. And coupled with the coup carried out by Cardinal Mziogu, animosity began to tear the delicate fabric of our independence as a nation. Honestly, I'm tempted to think we would have salvaged something if we went our separate ways back then. But you see, some had a mind and were focused on maintaining the unity of the country, while others were already feeling the heat of disintegration caused by ethnic interest already. Unfortunately, the ethnic interest had already found its way into the military that tried to maintain stability as well. And so, it wasn't about kicking corrupt leaders out of the system anymore. It was about tussle for power and control amongst the tribes. This has been and still is the bane of our country till date. And of course, it has given birth to other ills in the country. And like a child tormented by a legion of demons, the country has convulsed into graver underdevelopment 61 years after. Somewhere along the line, we lost our unity of purpose. A country without unity is as good as sham. 
Unity of purpose is much more important than the system of government because with unity, nations achieve the impossible. Let's take a clue from the September 11, 2001, when the United States was attacked. It was reported that if not for the brave citizens who tackled the terrorist risk, despite the fact that they had little or no hope of surviving, things would have been worse. That is patriotism embedded in the unity of purpose to protect their country. This unity of purpose we talk about is much more substantial than our structural development than we give credit and I'll tell you why. With unity of purpose, we achieve national security. When the people have a common enemy to fight, the enemy is easier tackled. However, if an enemy is able to penetrate a nation, luring some of its citizens with ethnicity or tribalism through the concept of divide and rule, everyone becomes a casualty. Remember, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Unity of purpose awakens a positive force and a sense of direction. With so many ills bedeviling our country, the truth is the country is sick. And if we must recover, it has to be one step at a time. What am I trying to say? We don't need a government coming at us with 10-point agenda or 9-point agenda. Look, if a government says one-point, our one-point agenda is to power up constant and consistent electricity, it's enough. And if the government shows the strategy and the input everyone has to make, it will work because we all want electricity to work. Well, at least majority of us. And a clear example is in Singapore. Singapore had little or no resources. All they had was the people and a positive sense of direction. Today, Singapore stands as a multiracial, self-sustainable and harmonious society because the people had a sense of direction and worked to ensure they get to their destination. Having said this, Let's come back to the realization that we are in an unwanted marriage with one another as a nation. But an attempt to break this marriage will only lead to a terrible or a far worse situation. For there is hardly a cessation of this nature without bloodshed. And guess who suffers? Our children and women. What happened during the first civil war is not a war we pray to ever repeat itself. We are married already and we are married. However, I believe that the way to ameliorate this ethnic tension that is, is the restructuring. You know, with restructuring, we like little Singapore's can look inwards and structurally develop from within. With restructuring, there will be a sense of responsibility from states to man their own resources and also a healthy competition from seeing and being inspired by how another is striving rather than trying to destroy another to gain control of their resources. Now, where do you come in? Just before we roll out the drums to sing the dirge for the woes of the country on this independence celebration, Take a self-reflection on how you have contributed to the torment of Nigeria by your lack of patriotism. And these leaders that we criticize come from our society. And you, my friend, they've been their shoes tomorrow. 
the million dollar question begging to be answered is how would you know hey there thank you so much for stopping by you know there is so much beauty in our diversity look I am not an ethnic girl, but I really love their soups. I was raised in the north and love their delicacy as well. I have been to the east and boy, the air is just different. The vegetation, plantations, red soil gives one a serene feeling and you, you get to appreciate nature even more. And the fun part is that we get to experience the beautiful diversity of Nigeria without a visa. Like, how cool is that? If only we, the people, can call ourselves to order and stop this madness in the name of ethnicity and tribalism. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please go ahead to share with your family, friends, and foes. Invite them to join our Facebook group at Street Talk with Similulua. That is Street Talk with Similulua. Well, at this point, I'm excited to be the first to wish you, my darling friend, a very, very happy independence celebration. Oh, next week's episode is going to be explosive, so you don't want to miss it. But till then, keep well.